Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Robot building supplies helping you get the right products for the job at a better price. The Run Home with Andy and Gazy. Magnificent to be here on this uh, stormy old Thursday uh, mm-hmm. afternoon here in Melbourne town. If you are a hay fever sufferer or you know, particularly yeah. uh, susceptible to allergies, hopefully you're going okay out there today. It's not been one of those days, Keefe, that if you, yeah. uh, if you are a hay fever type operator... Uh, not a good day for you, as I say. Good afternoon to you. Uh, good afternoon to you, too. Thanks to the cricket gurus for doing a wonderful three hours. Unbelievable stuff. <laughs> Terrific work. But uh, but you're right. If it's a bit uh, windy out there, very windy this morning. Bit walking windy. Windy. It, it is. It's a little bit of that. And um, uh, what it does do are the pollens all around, yeah, and that's true. why you get the uh, bit of hay fever action. What did you so. get up to this morning? Did you get out? Did you get out amongst <laughs> it this morning? What did you, what happened? Well. What you happened? and I actually went and had a uh, hit of golf. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. At the beautiful Mount Derriment uh, uh, golf course. Yeah, and good Nick. Dave. You're looking for a game of golf. Nick on down there. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's a bit of a surprise pack at that golf course. For the for, for the uh, three times we've played so far in the last four or five weeks, I've won twice. Oh, and today you no, just no. come back with a... It just a raging success it was. A vengeance, I'd like to say. It was a vengeance. It that's was the with right a vengeance. Yeah, well, I've just put you back in your box today. There were three birdies, which is... In the first ten. Was it the first team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the putting. Oh. On, on scarified greens too. So not, if, my, not my strength. But If anyway. I had not have seen it and you just talking about it, I would not have believed it. <laughs> it was just unbelievable. Play. In fact, I'm disappointed I lost, but just to be there to see you lost. strike the agate the lost. way you did. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I lost. Well, I didn't think I played that It's badly. a 16-goal defeat. What you were handed no, today. No, it wasn't. Oh, it was. It was a spirited. 39 points to 23. It was a spirited Five it looks like he has found a place where he might be able to punch one out knocked here. Over, I reckon, I've knocked over by about 14 shots off the stick. That is a thumping in any, in and any what about, human And check this out, audience. Uh, what about this? Because I, I need, I, I need uh, <laughs> validation. I need validation. Check this out. <laughs> and this is the star status that you have. We go into the pro shop afterwards, and it oh, just so happens to be Jeffrey? the uh, uh, Rossi. Uh, Rossi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Jeff, yeah, but he yeah. he's the um, custodian of the whole joint. Does a magnificent job. Good shop he's got there too. Well, just so happens, and just sometimes you've got to be in the right place at the right time, because the Footjoy Golf uh, yes. representative yes. happened to be in the store. Sticks saw one Amar oh, and said, "I would like to put you in a pair of Footjoy shoes." I think he may have been passing judgment on the old Adidas shoes that I'd been wearing for a while, which have stood the test of time, but. And walk out with a lovely, free fresh of set charge. of Footjoy sneaker type operations. Free of charge. Can I just say too, mm. and this is, everybody just use this information to, mm. in any way you want to process it. Very privileged. But mm. use the tail, was lucky enough to be given the tailor-made stealths a little while ago. 
and haven't played enough golf to really feel like I've got mm. completely in sync with the sticks yet. Mm. But today, felt like I was in sync with most of the sticks. When when you hit mm. those clubs nicely, mm. which I don't do very often, but when you do, mm. they do go when combined with the tailor-made mm. uh, TP5 or TP5X mm. golf ball. It goes significantly well, further and is, significantly straighter. Th- there's no I will say that. that. You did very well. I take nothing away from you. But if we're going to make that type of endorsement and representation, I will add, when you're using the Mizunos, based on today's well, evidence, like I do, the lovely Mizuno, that they just don't go... Don't sponsor our show, by the way. Tell them I do. Just go a little bit further than yours. Maybe that's just the person behind it. Maybe that's just the person wielding. Probably best the you wit. look after the uh, the Talamado. Well, they do some. It's, it's a wonderful product. No wonderful. doubt about it. Hey, big show today. Patrick Cripps is going to be joining us a bit later on. Lauren Winfield Hill and Tess Flintoff coming in from the Melbourne Stars WBBL operation. They got a very big game against the arch rival at mm. the Junction Oval on Saturday afternoon. Cade Simpson's about. In fact, he's ready to go. The Guru. There has been Already? a heap. There's been a heap of footy news roll around today. It's gone from being nothing about footy. To actually heaps of footy um, stories that have bobbed up throughout the afternoon. Uh, Cade Simpson featuring one in one of those. Hopefully we're going to hear from somebody uh, related to the Essendon Footy Club this between now and 5.30. This is exciting me. Anthony McDonald tipping yeah. Woody's back. He's out of his um, his retirement and, mm. and he you know, retired from the game at the end of 2021. Broke a 126 game, um, unbroken game streak uh, because of personal reasons. And I think we all thought we lost um, Tippett to the game. He was, but at 29 years of age, he's apparently been in, you know, conversations uh, with Brad um, Scott in particular in recent times about, you know, is the heart still in it? And is there a willingness to recommit? And um, the news that we've heard about an hour ago uh, being reported by several sources is that, yes, indeed, he is and is going to be back at the Essendon Footy well, Club. That's a great story. It is an unbelievable story. And he's one of those players, and I think we've done this on the show, or I've heard it on another show, about players that uh, you love to watch that aren't in your team. Oh, yeah, we've done that. He's before. one of those. No, the he is. pace and the way he goes about, oh, he's a delight to watch no as doubt. a footballer. No doubt. As mm. was Cade Simpson, who... Uh, made the very most of his AFL career. 342 games have had the very fine privilege of being a pimple on the edge of an operation that Cade Simpson has been fundamentally involved with in recent times. So much so has he impressed those who take note of these things that your mob, the Hawthorne Football Club, Football Club have said, uh, you know that Robert Harvey bloke? Mm. We need to replace him. Yes. Let's go get Cade Simpson to do the job. Mm. And Cade Simpson will swap the navy blue of Carlton for the brand of gold of the Hawks. Mm. Uh, and he's been good enough to join us. Simo, this is terribly bad news for Carlton supporters, but great news for Hawthorne and great news for you. Congratulations, mate. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, thanks for having me as well. It's um, been fun being running hot um, today and yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit, still probably hasn't sunk in a little bit, 20 years in the Navy Blue, and now, yeah, moving on to um, a, a really exciting time with Hawthorne. Hey, Kate, congratulations. It sounds like a wonderful journey you're on. Uh, let us, can you tell us, how did this opportunity present? Um, yeah, I, I sort of was actually holidaying in Bali a few weeks ago, Um Got a phone call from a number. I was unsure who it was. I answered. It was Sam Mitchell ringing from, um, I think he was in Scotland at the time, and I was in Bali. I was, it was about 3 a.m. in Scotland. I was about to hook into my first bin, t- bin tang in Bali. Um, and he just, yeah, he sort of 
spoke to me about a potential opportunity um, coming up at, at Hawthorne. And, um, yeah, once we sort of, once I was back in the country and he was as well, we had a bit of an interview process. And, um, yeah, and then a few days later, sort of they sent an offer, offer through and, yeah, I'm at, I'm at Hawthorne. Speaks volumes for what you've uh, done, Cade. So congratulations on that. And uh, what type of role is, are you going to have? Uh, yes, I'll be um, uh, in charge of the back line. So really excited. Probably where I finished my career. Um, so probably where I'm, I'm most comfortable and where I feel like I see the game the best. Um, and a really exciting uh, group of players down there is um, obviously Sicily and Frost as sort of the mature guys, but um, some real serious young talent down there as well in, in CJ and Scrimshaw and, and Will Day, um, Jarman Impey, like the list goes on. It's an it's a exciting group and I, I feel very privileged that I uh, get to work with them. Jeez, you've got some thoroughbreds to work with there. Did you, did you, did you ask um, Sam, you know, why he was attracted to you? I don't know whether mm. that's a question you asked, but... Do you have other people at Hawthorne that you've already had something to do with in your journey through footy, Kate? Is there, is there a link that that made Sam Mitchell think of you when um, when the when the position became vacant? Um, I'm not too sure. Timmy Clark's obviously a good mate of mine, who's the midfield coach at Carlton, and obviously played some footy with with Sam. So I think. Timmy might have put in a little bit of a good word for me. Um, but Sam obviously also pitched to me that with Hawthorne's list profile, that they're, they're quite a young group, that they, they want someone who is keen on development and passionate about that space, um, which is which is me to a T. And I, I really enjoy sort of getting the hands dirty and getting involved and not just sitting on the sidelines and watching. And is the coaching caper something you've been sort of you've been doing your stuff with the Carlton AFLW program now? I don't know whether you've been sort of dabbling from a with a from a development role with the men's program down there as well. Whether you've been doing any sort of specialised one on one stuff um, down there, but but is this a part of the game that you feel like you're prepared to commit to? Is it is it something that you know since playing that you thought yeah actually I'm I'm really enjoying this? Yeah, absolutely, and. Probably the back end of my playing career, I was sort of hedging and, and leaning that way. Um, 2020, not the best time to retire when footy departments were cut by a couple of million mm. dollars. Um, so I was lucky enough to, to land a part-time role in the AFLW program at Carlton. Um, sort of kept the foot in the door and almost tested the waters if it was something that I would like to do full-time. And I, I loved every minute of it, like, there was never enough hours in, in the program, unfortunately, in the AFLW. That, um, but I, I loved every second I was there and, and was just craving more and more and more. So um, really excited that Hawthorne has given me that opportunity to do it full time. And uh, is this a pathway? Do you have bigger goals and aspirations when it comes to, to coaching? Uh, I think I'm still figuring that out. Um, this is just a great stepping stone, like, I know I'm passionate about the game and development of players and young men, not only on field but off field. Um, so, yeah, really excited where it could take me. Unsure just yet, but um, definitely something that I was keen to do full time and, and now lucky enough that I get that chance. And how significant is it, Cade, that you get the chance now to 
go and see how another club operates. Mm. As you said, you've been at Carlton, you know, for half of your life and most of your adult life, you've been at the one club. To, to go and see how another mob does it, um, how exciting is that for you? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, yeah, I was probably part of the furniture down at Carlton. Um, so just walking into a new facility, um, was in there yesterday and just meeting some fresh faces. It's, I don't know, you get those sort of the, the nerves are back and um, get a little bit, un, almost a little bit uncomfortable. But um, it's definitely, uh, I, I'm really excited by the opportunity one and can't wait for it to start and to meet all the players and get to work. And anybody who's been sort of watching you go about your pace as a Carlton, particularly on the training track when there's not too many people around, will have noticed that you've had this kind of odd little sort of beanie that you've worn at Carlton at training. And I've noticed you've worn it when you've been running uh, as part of that as your role at the <laughs> AFLW program occasionally. Have you asked the <laughs> merch sort of mob at Hawthorne, the, pr- the property stewards at Hawthorne, whether there's a similar type kind of weird-looking beanie that you can use just to keep your head warm during the uh, colder winter months? No, I haven't, but may, you should maybe be my manager. I should have got something like that put into the contract. You should have, um, yes. I might, have to, I might have to just scour the eBay or something <laughs> right. for a, a vintage one. I, I like the vintage sort of look, so I don't know if a, a brand-new one will, will do justice. So I'll have, I'll have a look. Um, hopefully in the next day or two I can, I can find one. And how busy is the life? You've had, you know, you've got a bit going on. You've got a, a new fa- mm-hmm. family expanding and you've been sort of doing some property development at your place and now the coaching stuff. It's Are there enough hours in the day for you to kind of tick all the boxes you need to tick? Uh, there probably hasn't been the last 18 months. I've, yeah, I've, I've fitted a lot in since I've retired. I've... Um, yeah, started the family, got a little boy who's just, just gone 12 months, um, did a bit of horticulture, then started up my own business in that in that space, um, trying to renovate an old house that we bought a couple of years ago as well, um, and then juggling that with AFLW and, and helped out a couple of uh, private schools as well with some footy sort of coaching as well so um there's been a fair bit on it it's going to be nice just to sort of try and simplify it all and, and just go to the go to the one place each day okay yeah. okay the other thing i'm really curious about not just with you but going back to, to your own playing days and what you're now going to embark on curious to know how much how much i uh, perhaps autonomy might be too strong a word but how influential can be with your own uh, policies, your own structures, your own philosophy on the way uh, the, the game should be played in, the, in this instance, which is going to be when you're dealing with the the, the, uh, the back line. How much is that going to be your doing or you're just implementing what the head coach wants to do? Uh, I think it'll be a bit of both. I think a strong organisation is having multiple ideas. It's obviously... Sam probably gets the final say in that space, but um, I had a, I had a fair few senior coaches throughout my playing day, and feel like it was a real strength. Is what I could do was implement what they wanted and execute it. So mm-hmm. um, if it is having to take some damn structures and stuff and implement them, I feel like I'm I'm very well adapted to do that. Um, but also need to throw up my own ideas and um, almost share my experiences throughout the the playing days to. Um, whether it helps the players or whether they take little bits here and there. Um, yeah, I look forward to seeing mm. what happens.
and, and I don't know what the whether there's a kind of policy at Hawthorne or an opportunity if you if you want to make yourself available to bet got up. But but I've seen you, you know, obviously be involved with a women's program at Carlton, and I've seen how the players react and respond to you. I'm sure the Hawthorne players would be the same if if you can and there's an ability to do it. Will will you somehow stay available to the women's program at Hawthorne if you know if they if they seek your counsel from time to time? Um, potentially, I I do probably want to focus mainly on uh, the men's program yep. first and just sort of make sure I'm ticking all the boxes there and and not um sort of abandoning some of my my duties to go and do something else yep. first. So yep. uh, I think once I get comfortable, probably maybe into the new year, if I if I, if I feel like I'm on top of it and stuff, it's always an option. Um, I, I I really love the AFL programs and where the game's heading um i hope it gets fast-tracked and they can expand and keep growing it and um players get more hours staff get more pay um i really hope it grows quickly because um i I really enjoy watching it and um i'll continue to watch it even if i'm not a part of the programs well mate congratulations uh carlton's loss is hawthorne's gain and um from an expertise and culture perspective they've um, they've got a bloke in the mix who's going to make the footy club um, a, a better place. Good luck with it all. Uh, on behalf of all Carlton supporters, thanks for the contribution you made to our club and um, and all the very best over there in the brand of gold, yes. mate. Thanks for joining us. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Well done, Kate. Cade Simpson, who leaves the Blue Baggers, having joined them uh, in 2003, played his first Long game. So time. was drafted in 02 mm. and... Has been there. Well, he's what is he? Thirty eight now. So he's been there his whole adult life, pretty Probably much. Probably one of those ones when you you think of a lot of players, they always feel like they've got to leave the nest in order. I think to, that makes sense to develop and get fresh ideas. Mm. But throughout the course, he when you're talking about fresh ideas, for throughout the throughout the course of his career, he had a lot of coaches coming and going. So he would have had a lot of different ideas that he had to deal with True. over the journey. Just quickly though, think generationally things change, but how different was the Sydney Kings, the way they operated, mm. to the Melbourne Tigers? Oh, vastly different. So, There's always a, a, a certain element of the culture that's evolved over a long period of time. And don't forget, Melbourne Tigers, the oldest club in Australia, mm-hmm. formed in 1931. So it has that long, long history. And of course you change, you become more professionalism so you, and yeah. there's nothing like it used to be, but there's still some, I still sense that there's still that legacy. There's that history that was there that, that is not there with the, well, it is now, but but the Kings have only been around since the 90s. Mm-hmm. But you get expo- the... you got exposed to something different at Sydney. Oh, 100%. Than and Cade Simpson, Will yeah, Hawthorne. Yeah, it's a great learning experience. Love to hear from Essendon supporters about the McDonald Tip and Woody News. Just in terms of a feel-good story, how significant uh, is that for you? one 736 Hopefully someone from the Bombers will join us or the boys on Sports Day after us tonight. We're here for Robot Building Supplies. Robot's got it in Berwick BMW. Pre-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery. Uh, great to have your company. Uh, it is the Tradies Hour for Ace Guard. It's Australian mate, a built to last. Andy's a great mate on the road. Wants to have a chat about Cade Simpson, who's joined the Hawkers in a uh, an assistant coaching role. Uh, good afternoon to you, Andrew. Hey, Andy, who you got in there with you today? Uh, that'd be Andrew Gaze. Excuse me, Andy. <laughs> I thought we were... How are you, Gazy? I thought we'd bonded a bit stronger than that, but it sounds like that's <laughs> not the case. 
No, no, I just, I just didn't hear you for the last ten minutes. Oh, that's all. Well, that's just Andy. When he gets one of his own on, and he's, well, he's one of yours, mate. Lap, well, only from the last five minutes. Well, but he's not one of ours anymore. He's one of yours. She should get him off and go off him quick. Well, he's a Hawthorne man now. Well, that's true. A bit of news at your footy club too, by the way. Dale Morris has joined the Brisbane Lions as the development coach. So uh, there's another high-quality individual coming into the uh, into the mix up there, up north for you, Andy. So that's that's a uh, that's a win. That's a tick. Yep. Uh, struggle defensively. So any defensive tips from someone like uh, Dale Morris is uh, much appreciated. But the reason for my call was Kate Simpson. He just sounds like a top bloke. And, look, he's got the AFL record for losses being at Carlton for so long. And it's great that he's going to pass that on to Hawthorne and tell them how to be at the bottom of the ladder for a long period of time. Oh, that's not well, that's very just, nice. He's that's... given both of us a drive by there. Absolute No, it's not very nice at all. Uh, <laughs> hey, if you want a bit of, uh, a bit of news uh, in the world of sport, uh, we bring it to you thanks to sustainableofficefurniture.com.au. Victoria mm. has been rolled for 63 on the oh. opening day of its Shield Clash against Queensland. Victoria's, was it the track? Oh, there must be a bit of Queensland soon to be going okay. This is Victoria's lowest score since being bowled out for 35 by New South Wales in 1927. Oh, Just to give you an update, uh, Vic's uh, all out. What the Queensland? Queensland won for 39. So they're having no similar issues that we had. Well, not at this point in time. No. <laughs> One for 39 is a little better on the card than it 63 is. all out. It is. That, that is, is just a That is a tale of woe. <laughs> the kid, Chandra Singer, who we're a bit excited about, made 16, 84 balls, top scored. Carnage, left, right and centre. Nice. Back in town. Great footy story, this. I'm absolutely, I'm irrationally happy mm. about this story. Has done not, oh, my, too. not my footy team. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's where Christmas is around the corner. Yep. It's summer. But when I heard this story this about an hour and a half ago drop, uh, just put a smile on the inside and well, out that, I, he's come, that he's found his, a, a, a happy place mm. and he's got his feet back on the ground and the personal issues have been sorted to an, mm. a, a significant enough degree that he, that he can come back and commit to footy. It's a, just a great story. Well, I'm happy, not so much for you because you're you've had, happy for me. No, I'm, well, you're I'm happy, happy that you're happy. happy. Thank you. And I'm happy because you're happy because of the story behind <laughs> I, it. I am. But I'm just happy because I used to love to watch him play yeah, this true. nuggety little fella going after it and yep. getting amongst it and Knocking just going a over, million kicking, miles yeah, an yes, hour, making yeah. them look foolish yes, sometimes. He did. Yes, he Make did. Look foolish. Yes, he did. Yes, he he did. Uh, it's another look. It's unfortunately in the recent events after a couple of um, you know side steps that uh, saw them hit speed bumps. Um, it's another pretty good story for Essendon, yes. unfortunately. So um, mm. uh, bombers. Well, supporters. Yeah, it doesn't have to be un- You don't have to be like that. Well, it, well, we can be happy for Anthony McDonald, Tip, and Woody, but it doesn't mean we have to like Essendon. Okay, so don't get joy out of the other people's misery. There's no misery here for Essendon. This is a joyful but story. But I'm just you. I oh, see so you like Essendon, do you? Do you, do you like him? You just like Essendon? No, but I, I don't overtly go out there and and well, take unlike Richie Vandenberg and Dermot Brayton take great pleasure in seeing them suffer like they have. All <laughs> right, 
No, no one does that. Well, it seems like you do. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. I've got mm. something to throw to you. Throw at you. What's your career last night? Remarkable. Perf- mm. That was that was an outstanding performance by Pakistan last night. Professional, poised, balanced, high quality T Twenty cricket. Great leadership. Bat, ball, and field. Yep, great leadership. Got this kid Harris, Muhammad Harris. He's come up from come from nowhere. Mm-hmm. He's a superstar. Yeah, they got four blokes under twenty three. We've got no blokes. Uh, under 29 in our team. Mm. Uh, they've just got this this production line of highly gifted players. Now, they're in the final. Tonight we wait and see what happens. England, India. A lot of us barracking with no ill will towards the English. Mm-hmm. A lot of us barracking for the Indians. Tonight. Right. That would be quite something here on. Because of the final I've, that you well, want to see. Well, can you just imagine? Uh, just yeah, you can end. because yeah, it wasn't yeah. too long. It was, it was a couple of weeks ago we could, we saw it when there's 90-odd thousand there. So we can imagine. And we saw not just from what took place for me on the field, to see the fans and the way in which they embraced it. There was no fighting. There was no. It was just a it was a carnival atmosphere. That The noise that was oh. there was a different type of noise than you see when you're in an Australian uh, game. Well, this leads me to my, my point. I had a bit of sports envy last night. Yes. I had envy as a sports fan last I night. It. I love it. Sitting back watching the cricket. Mm. And it's not the first time it's ever dawned on me, but we're having a, there's mm-hmm. been a bit of a chat recently about the Australian sports fans' relationship yes. with our cricket team. And, you know, we're mm. a bit casual and a bit this, and we don't turn up. And yep. some quarters we don't even particularly like this team very much at the moment, according to some. And yet there they are, packing it out last night, 37,000 people, most of them Pakistanis mm-hmm. watching. There were 90,000, as you said, two and a half weeks ago at the MCG for India, Pakistan. They, their support for their team is fervent. It mm. is beyond fever pitch. They love their cricket team. Yes. They love them, mate. They do. They love the players. There's no doubt about that. And they love their cricket team. And I had a bit of sports envy mm. last night. It got me thinking, why don't we love mm. our Cricket team the way they love theirs. Yes. A little bit of a Jerry Maguire moment when yes. what's his name? You know, the, mm. said, "Why don't you? Why don't we ever talk like mm-hmm. that?" You know, after mm-hmm. Ron Tidwell and yes. Jerry in the moment. I wonder what are the other what what do other supporter groups have and do that you wish your mob right had and did. I love it. What are the sport? What are mm. the things that other clubs do that they have? There'd be a mm. chant or a nickname or yep. a fi- or a, or something. What are what are other clubs have that you with that when you go yeah that's pretty good I don't like them but well, that's pretty good I'd love to mm, go to the cricket mm. I don't know whether I could do it because yep. it is just noise yes constant noise mm-hmm. from first ball to last I don't know whether I could do it but I'd love to have to love my cricket mm. team the way a Pakistani cricket fan loves mm. their cricket team well I. And love I it. 100% agree. And and it's amazing. I love it. I wasn't. I'll have what when she's I think having. Of, yeah, that's it. That's, that's it. it. What is it? I'll have what she's having. Well, what I'd that. like to have yes. is, and, and ever since I was a youngster, and it's been there forever and a day, yes. I don't know, remember when a time when this wasn't the case. But if you've ever been or watched a Serbian basketball, and I assume oh, it might yeah. even be the same in Serbian football. Now, obviously... For the flares, we don't want that. I, I don't mean that part of it. Right. But the way in which that they sing, chant, cheer, not just at times when in, whether it's in the NBA or here in Australia, in other parts of the world, mm. where there's just a bit of, well, there's not much going on. 
there's always some, there's always noise, yes. and the passion that they show when every basket, every free throw, every little layup, whatever it may be, there's this they're standing and cheering like no other. Oh, now perfect. Olympia, the Greeks have a little bit of that as well. The Greeks went yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in a basketball. Yeah. I, I don't know about other sports, but I'm going from my own experience. Go with I, the gaspers as well. They're happy to have the well, gaspers type well, activity or like, not? They've pulled back on the gaspers okay, right, a little. Yeah, right. Coins, throwing coins at the opposition. Again, Are you happy with that? They still, I believe, still do that a okay, little bit, yeah, but yeah. we don't want that element of it. Okay, righto. Um, but it does create the, the, not that, but the excitement that's and the passion and the emotion that's attached to it is something when I've gone over there and played, I thought, geez, I'd love if the Australian well, fans would do what this. What supporter base, and I know Port Adelaide have tried, mm. And they've, and they've done a good job. Well, I'm envious but of that. What, what support base doesn't want? When you walk... You'll never walk alone, Liverpool, Anfield, packed house. Well, I thought you were What's talking the, about Port Adelaide. No, no, no. They, they've never tr- tear us apart. That goes that's okay. good. No, but give me Liverpool. Of course. Give me what Liverpool have got. No, of course. But give that's... me what Liverpool have got. Uh, Port, yeah, nice. Well, they're trying. They're heading in the right direction, <sighs> they're having they? a go, and they've got on if having a go. But I want what Liverpool's got. I'll have what she's having. I want what, they, I want well, the what they're having. But that takes... De- years and oh, years Bob, and years, decades. That's what I'm saying. To... I want that. Why did my mob start at 70 years ago? Mm. Well, Port Adelaide have. No, my mob. I don't care about Port Adelaide. I mm. wanted. I like my... to ask about Port Adelaide. I wanted. I wanted my. <laughs> now that I know how good that is, I wanted mm. my mob to do it 80 well, years ago. As much ago. as I hate, well, it... not that the song was around 80 years ago, but you know what I mean. As much as I hate it when Collingwood are Love playing Hawthorne. Yeah. As much as oh, I hate, I know it. what you're going to do. It's very annoying, yeah, but. But I want that. What? Carlingwood. <laughs> I, I, I hate it. Carlingwood. I, I hate it. I hate it. It's like it. rubbing bits of glass <laughs> yes, together. It is. And or the chalk, the nails on the chalkboard. Yes, it is. But I would wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I'll give you another one. Yeah. I tell you, and you're only ever hearing it. Yes. Because. It's in the pre-game, or they've knocked you over. Yes, and they're singing it on mass. <laughs> and recently, not the it army. Has, no, no, no. Right, the yellow and black in the oh, Richmond yes. theme song. Yes, I wish my club's theme song had the yellow and black moment, <laughs> but in blue and white. Yes. I am envious of that noise that, true. that they all get to spot on. They all get to rise mm. as one. When, yes. and you know it's coming because mm. it's the great moment. Yes, you know it's coming. Of oh, course there it, is. it is. There it is. They've not and even if you're home, him. you don't even barrack from you. You're just in your chair and you're yellow no, and black. Yeah, you're you just do. yellow and black. Somehow it sounds even better. As much as the fabulous yeah. thing is really knock it out of the park, mm. I think the the Tiger Army do a much better job. Uh, it's 20 to 4. There you go. Have a go. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. What mm. are the What do other supporter groups have that that give you a bit of sports envy? Mm. You wish your mob had. one three hundred. 736736. We've got stuff to give away today. We've got the Signet Boost Power Bank. We've got the CBK draft of uh, uh, the, the carton the of draft to give away. Mm-hmm. A couple of games of golf down at Club Mandalay for you and a mate and a cart midweek. Just 90 And bucks. a beverage. They'll throw in a beverage. 99 bucks. There you go. We'll we'll give you all of that mm. just for a good call. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 <laughs> There they oh, are. Nice. There they are. Yes. Singing it out loud. Mm. Sports envy. Hey, when, yeah. when, when have you got it as hey. a fan of mm. your team, but another team's got something that you wish your mob had? Hey, 
yeah, that's makes true. Any sense, but just but before we get into our callers, Andy. Yes, please. Uh, there's a lot of Because you mentioned uh, Liverpool. Oh, but yeah. apparently, uh, You'll Never Walk Alone is originally a Glasgow Celtic song well, that Liverpool now use due to their close Catholic tendencies, just like the Scottish club. Well, I'm happy to... I, I'm, that's I'm from happy. Uh, a great show. Love you. Uh, that, that, oh. That's very kind of you. Double zero eight. Well, it's very nice to have that pointed out to us. And I haven't, given the fact that we is have it, great about, affection for both of those clubs, I'm happy that that is the case. And what about Maddie? I in, didn't know that Celtic did it, but I didn't know it was theirs, theirs before originally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about Maddie in Caroline Springs? Fellas, as a Hawthorne supporter, I'd love to have what North has. What's that? Clarko. Right. There's a bit of envy. <laughs> Let's stay in Caroline Springs, shall we? Because Pete's on the line. Pete, where's the sporting envy for you? Hi, lads. Um, so I went to the EuroLeague Final Four in May, which was held in Serbia. So I follow Olympiakos. And, yes. Um, yes. I'll tell, tell you what, I, I have not ever experienced anything like it. it was the best atmosphere that I've ever attended. Now, I've been to Anfield. I've been to a lot of major events. It was absolutely crazy, and I'll, we'll never forget it. Pete, I have envy of what you, the experience that you got to uh, have. It is something extraordinary. And you see it a little bit in college sports as why well. Why is it unique? The, why, why, is the, why is the well, Olympiacos type basketball experience unique? What is yeah, it? It's the, the Serbs in particular, yeah. the Serbian, the way in which they support their team. And a lot of European, I think, coming probably from that culture of the, the way in which the fans behave it in, when they're soccer or slash yeah, football, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's transferred yeah. over to, to basketball. But when it's contained in, in, a, in, a in an 18,000-seat yeah. stadium uh, and they're right on top of it, the passion and emotion that they have for their team and their people, mm. it goes beyond just the sport. It goes that they're real, uh, like oh, when partisans play, it. it's about their, their city, their people, and it's just... Quite extraordinary when it doesn't tip over, of course. Of course, of course. The emotions yeah. can get a little high. BJ's in Fraser Rise. He wants to join in the conversation. Good afternoon, mate. G'day, boys. How you doing? Good, yeah, thank good you. Thanks, Beach. That's good, mate. Um, Gazy, you kind of stole me thunder there a bit, mate. Oh. Um, I'm a big Essendon fan, but something that I envy and I love to death is college football. Yes. Um, I'm a big Florida. Fan, um, I've had the privilege of going over there and actually experiencing the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. But they have each each school has their own sort of thing. Um, in Florida State, they've got the war chant and the arm chop. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that gets going on third down, and you've got you know yes. hundred thousand fans going ballistic in the stadium, I find myself sitting on the couch five o'clock on a Sunday morning doing the arm chop as well. So, <laughs> um, definitely does... uh, college football, mate. Beach, how, how does that happen? How do the how does that start? And because, yeah, in, like in college football and basketball, and a lot of the college sports, there is a passion. There really is. But how does that happen? Andy? I don't know, how do brother. you create I that? I don't know. But but you're both right, mm. and so much so, BJ, that there is a Signet Boost power bank valued at fifty nine ninety five oh, coming your terrific, way. Terrific Keeps stuff. everything that you need powered powered for twenty four hours a day. Twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Johnny's in Belmont. Good afternoon, John. Yeah, g'day. How are you? Good, yeah, thank good you. Good, thanks, John. Firstly, you guys are awesome. You've got a good chemistry between you. I listen to you all the time as oh, I drive along. Ah, good on you, Johnny. Still need a few more of you, Johnny, but you know that's terrific, mate. Thank you. Yeah, I, I go for Collingwood, and I just want to put it out there in the universe. Mm. I have no envy at all. I'm just so proud <laughs> that I try to do something. <laugh
and so proud and no envy at all. <laughs> Does it gladden you at all, John, to know that the John, calling would? Does it gladden you to know that that does annoy the crap out of a few of us, but deep down we kind of don't mind it? Well, it kind of annoys me a little bit because it's got that soccer feel. No offence to soccer, mm. but nah, just love it. Yeah, right. Just You're just happy it. with your lot. Good man. Yes. There's a 24 can of CB Co Draft uh, carton, a 24 can carton, I should say, coming your way, mate. Australian owned. And, mate, their draft is very, very tasty indeed. Rob's in Churnside. Uh, give us your uh, example of sport envy, Robert. G'day, boys. How are you? Yeah, very good, well, thank Bob. you. Yeah, I used to play in the Vapid um, against... We used to play against the Ultimate Collegiate Turtles. <laughs> yes. We both had the same same theme song, the Richmond one. We used to yell yellow and black because we were the um, Richmond Centrals and they used to yell shell on our back. So <laughs> I, I have heard of that. Shell, shell on our back is pretty good. <laughs> that is, that is pretty good, the turtles. Yeah. That's pretty strong. Yeah, that's solid. I like everything about that. Mm. Uh, well done, Robert. Thanks for the call, mate. Uh, you've, in fact, just because we're, we're on a roll here, there's 18 mm. holes of golf for you and a mate uh, with a cart at Club Mandalay. Uh, midweek, 99 bucks around. If you're thinking about going for a hit, now that the there, weather's turning, we do. Uh, Clubmandalay.com.au. Uh, <laughs> I think the song says it all at the moment. It's sort of a song, chant. That's, that's a bit of envy. It's a chant, Dennis. Yeah. It's a chant. And yeah, Dennis, it says it all. Uh, Queensland two for forty five now, chasing down the imposing uh, target of sixty three. Hey, uh, put on the board by the Victorians in their mm. shield gun. <laughs> That's think, right, sixty three. I think they're a red hot chance. <laughs> I think they'll get to first reel inning. it in. I think they're a chance of getting first innings points. I think they're a very one. strong chance. Yes. Hey, just to finish off the uh, conversation about sports envy, a, a couple have come through that. Well, I'm surprised that uh, they haven't been mentioned Please. with any of our callers. And the first one, and I could not agree more, is the hucker. Here, here. Envious of that Say before no the start of the game. Yes. Love it every time I see it. And even when it's coming straight at you, like it was when we used to play New Zealand, even then, I, internally, you, 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 you're told to stand a certain way and pull a certain face. But internally, I'm going, how grouse is this? <laughs> right. This is some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And the other one yes. is the Viking clap. Remember Iceland oh. in, when they were in there doing that world, uh, the um, Euro or whether it was, yeah, whatever yeah, it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they get the fans together and there's a whatever it is, boop, and then they go boop, and then they get quicker, and then, quicker, and then quicker. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, that was awesome. That was big. Is that Was that called the Viking clap, was it? That was called the Viking Clap. Yes, I'm I getting think it thumbs was. up out there. Yes. Oh, no, that was absolutely magnificent. And that came through strong off the temper text machine, the yeah. Viking Clap. Here it is. Here it is. Well done, Rod. Probably, you know, visually, yeah. you get, get, and there's an element to it when, and when you, got, you see it. You know, 10,000 oh, fans yeah. doing it at once. In unison. Boop, 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 boop. Oh, yeah, no, strong. Love Magnificent. Love everything about uh, it. Coming out to the 4 o'clock news, going to talk some cricket on the other side of the break with a couple of the girls from the Melbourne Stars WBBL team. Weather permitting, we're going to get uh, one of the big showcase events down at the Junction Oval on Saturday. The Stars taking on the Sixers. Patrick Cripps to join us after 5 o'clock. Right, I tried to find out what's making news in the offices of the Channel 7. It might be a bit of weather uh, featuring in the news tonight. Jane might be a bit busy in there tonight, Wispy. There's a bit going on out there. Yes, she's always busy. 
Andy, tonight on 7 News, an innocent man's home invasion nightmare in the southeast. Anger over a toddler's snake scare in Melbourne's north. And suburbs facing months of mosquito mayhem. Uh, um, are you experiencing that, you two? Yes. yes. A lot of mosquitoes in your joint or not? Yes. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And you kill them and there's just <laughs> blood comes, like pools chunks. Pools of blood, stagnant, stagnant pools of water, and all the heat, yes. uh, and no, yes. and blowflies. There's blowflies everywhere mm. at the moment. Yeah, yeah, everywhere. I think it's all over the to do with uh, Big the weather too. and massive uh, the rain like Labradors and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, Labradors with wings. They're Real gigantic, well exactly. fed ones. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. In sport, uh, Tipper back where he belongs at Essendon. Ah. Tom Mitchell on his awkward Hawthorne return moment. Victoria slumps to a 105-year low, and how a dog walk turned into a World Cup dream. Jane's along with the weather, as I said before, and she'll be telling us exactly what's going on out there. Peter Mitchell with 7 News at 6. I was reading somewhere there's uh, some forecast of a tornado in Victoria. Did you read that earlier today? In northern Victoria, yes. Is yes. that up in the, like, your I, neck of the woods? Like your, the I haven't in... seen that. No, I haven't no. seen that uh, on the rundown, so I'm not sure that it's actually <laughs> right, taken right. place anywhere today. Right, no, I don't know. I'll look for you, though. Hey, yeah. do you like just... Hey, did you catch up, did you catch up with Jeff uh, Saturday's press conference? You've you got to play some of that. When was it's it fantastic. on? When was it on? It was on today. I'm pretty sure it was today. Oh, I, I, thought thought he said it was, now. I thought he said it was on Saturday. No, this is a new one. This is right. a freshie, I think, with people questioning whether or not he should be coaching and all that sort of stuff. It's how did fantastic. He go? How did he go? You could play, you could play two minutes of it. It is that good. All right, well, it's the new coach of the Indianapolis Colts. He's gone right. straight out of commentating. Into yeah. well, well, okay, we will, uh, we'll get what we will and, and tell on And defending himself. Defending himself, his mm. reputation, nice. where he's been. Nice. Yeah, good stuff. No, really we'll do good that. Stuff. Hey, do you, it looks like the, uh, there's a rumour out of, or reports out of Adelaide that mm. Gil McLaughlin will confirm tomorrow the magic round in South Australia uh, for mm. next forty. Are you a fan of this magic round in the AFL? Um, only if Essendon can uh, recruit David Copperfield in time. <laughs> right. Right. And, and Siegfried, Siegfried Roy. <laughs> right. Right. Do they do magic, do they? As, yes. Do they do. They take much enough. In yeah, fact, yeah. I think they might have expired both those guys. Right. Mm. Anyway. Uh, all right. All that's right. good work by you. As you were. Uh, thank you very much. Tim Watson <laughs> and the team in the Channel 7 newsroom from 6 o'clock tonight. There's a bit oh, to get through. As there is, we've just sort of gone the halfway point of the WBBL season. Has hasn't necessarily been the season that the girls of the uh, Melbourne Stars WBBL team would have been hoping for, but it's not too late to turn that around. Is it Lauren Winfield-Hill or Tess Flintoff who have been good enough to join us on the show? How are you two? Yeah, really good. Um, I think it's one of them things, isn't it, where this, you know, we're not necessarily a place where we would want to be at the halfway stage, but we have, we've only played six games. Mm. You know, we've had, we've had eight games, two rained off, so... Mm. There's still plenty to play for. Um, and I think there's still loads of belief in the group that we've played some good cricket. We've just got on, you know, on the rough side of a few results, but there's massive confidence and, and energy and enthusiasm amongst the group. Well, that's right. When you, look at, the, you look at the uh, the ladder right now, you've played, well, you've, you've been involved in eight, two wins, four losses and two just the, the weather conditions said, ta-da, we can't play today. So how do you deal with that, like, with, with, in order to say, well, what is our, our upside? Where can we get to? Are you still thinking, well, hang on, we're, we're a team that can still contend for a title? Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, what we're playing for if we don't. I think, that, you know, in the group, 
like I said, we've we've played some really good cricket. Mm. Um, we've done lots of fantastic things that give us a lot of confidence as a group. And I think, you know, you can only look forward. And if we look at the next sort of six fixtures, um, I think the next four we can we can certainly look to put our best foot forward. And then you're almost playing two semi-finals at that at that last weekend. So, you know, outwardly, I think people look at the table and results and. And potentially even at the start of the competition, you know, right as off as that young team that, that probably won't be up there. But I think within the group and um, the sort of feel around the environment and the team and amongst the staff and the players is, is certainly not that. It's look forward. How do we piece together? You know, I still don't think we've played our best game yet. How hmm. do we piece together our best all-round performance? in the next game and then take it game by game. So in a tournament like, you know, the 100 or the WBBL, when you're sort of moving around and there's short time between games, do you get much of a chance to work on your craft? Like from a training perspective, in between games, do you have any meaningful nets or can you get any sort of open field sessions or any of that sort of stuff in? Um, yeah, I suppose it's probably a little bit tricky with uh, the, the schedule and yeah, all the travelling um, around. But yeah, there are we definitely get lots of opportunities to train, and I suppose you just got to make the most of them. Mm. Um, yeah, when you do get that, and I think we've had a nice week at, at home this week, especially. So we spent a bit of time in Melbourne, which has been really nice. Um, yeah, and sort of refreshed before this busy schedule coming up. You'd be feeling good about your cricket in particular. You would have been sitting back the other day watching her knocking around all over the place, and it. 16 ball, 51 not out. Outrageous. I mean, that, that is, that's actually ridiculous. It like a pumpkin. That is stupid. Uh, what, take us into the moment. Did you, how was the match poised? Was it the, the surge, had the surge been taken straight away? Take us back to the moment for those who didn't see it and talk us, not necessarily ball by ball, you can if you want, but take <laughs> yeah, us through the situation <laughs> of the game and, and how it all came together. Yeah, so I was pretty lucky that I came in at it, um, sort of our top order got off to a pretty good start. So Lauren, um, Capsie and I think Belzy made a few up up front. So yeah, I sort of came in and there were a few runs on the board and uh, we had taken the surge and we lost a wicket and that's sort of my role this year to sort of come in then. So, and it's pretty pretty batter-friendly conditions at North Sydney Oval. So I think everything was in my favour and yeah, it was just nice to get a couple out the middle. It's fun to watch. Uh, uh, you know, was it for nice oh, to be yeah. sitting there on the, on the sidelines watching that? Yeah, no, it was great. I think you know, like Tess came out and it was all very chilled. Um, I just sort of said, just play what you see and, and have a go. And then first ball, bang, straight out the screws, <laughs> one bounce four. And I'm thinking, what on earth am I messing around at that on this end? Um, but I think, yeah, that's the that's the beauty of, you know, that is one of the massive strengths of this Stars team is that different people have, have had their day out on, on in different occasions. Mm. We're not relying on any sole player. Um, and, yeah, it was a phenomenal knock, I think. And that was about as close. That was sort of our blueprint, mm. I reckon, as close as we've we've played to our, our full potential. So it was, it was certainly a day that we'll be looking to replicate. Hey Tess, uh, I've been the, the uh, Australian Sport Hall of Fame. They have that uh, mentoring sponsorship program. Do you actually get a mentor? Like as part of that, have you had a mentor as far as getting some help in regards to just guiding you and enlightening you of the challenges of a professional athlete? Um, no, I didn't actually have a mentor, but yeah, I was I was super fortunate to be a part of that, um, and they've helped me with yeah plenty of things. Um, put some money towards some study and some some things to help out with that. So yeah, I can't thank them enough for their support. Mm. So from but from a mentoring perspective within a tournament like the WBBL, I mean, it's, I'm going to ask you to say something about your teammate here who's sitting in the room with mm. us. So there's a chance you're going to feel compelled to say something nice about <laughs> it, even if you didn't want to. But to be able to share a locker room and a, play in a tournament with somebody like Lauren, who's, 
you know, done it all in the women's game and has still clearly got more to give. As a teenager, when you get to play with someone like her, how much of a sponge are you to, to watch the way she goes about her cricket and from a preparation perspective and a, and a performance perspective? Yeah, uh, she, she's got the nickname The Vet, actually, by one of her. <laughs> the Vet. She, she's right. probably sick of getting, yeah, getting yeah. told she's experienced. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, she obviously does. Doesn't mean we're saying you're old, by the way. No. And, and experience doesn't... doesn't it's uh, just a number, isn't it? Of course it's it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but yeah, it's it's been incredible to have Loz a part of our team, and I think she's been really helpful for not just me, but um, yeah, all of our all of our team. And yeah, like I said, she's got plenty of experience, played a lot of cricket um, at a high level. So yeah, just absorb as much as we can, whether that's yeah in the games or at training. Um, yeah, it's been really cool. Well, you, vent, you mentioned the vet and the age thing. We've been watching you, you know, whether you be playing for England or coming out to you know the WBBL for years. To my eye, you've never looked fitter. Like you look cut this year and fit you, you, you know you, you are 32 but 32 is young particularly compared to us mm-hmm. do you feel as fit as you've ever been yeah i think to be honest my all-round game's probably in the best place it's ever been i think i'm probably in as good a nick as i've ever been in physically mentally cricket wise everything i think you probably get to an age as well where you you just want to play for as long as you can yeah. don't you like yeah. this is literally the best job in the world like i've loved coming to melbourne i love the girls i love being part of the big bash and you know you, sport in the grand scheme of things is a short-lived thing isn't it so i think it's something that i do like to really take good care of myself and because your biggest asset as a cricketer or an athlete is your availability you know mm. if you if you fit and you can play every game mm then, you know, that's what teams want. That's what you want as a, as a player to play as much as you can. So I think it's definitely something that I've, I've probably been mindful of over the last sort of four or five years is like how do I maintain tip-top condition mentally mm. and physically to make sure that, you know, like we joke about being the vet and the veteran and been 32 or whatever. But I think nowadays, you know, you can easily, like, you can easily play 35, 37. Mm. If you, mm-hmm. As a batter as well, you know, if you can keep yourself fit. You look at someone I was, you know, I played, he played at the Superchargers in the 100 when I was there. You look at someone like Faf Duplessis, mm. who's, I don't know, 36, 37, whatever he is, in the, you know, in the shape of his life and mm. doesn't look like slowing down anytime soon. Mm. Um, so I think, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you'd be stupid to not try and mm. play as long as you can. Hey, we, we, every time we have um, the, the women cricketers coming in here, one over a long period of time too that we've had uh, the, the guests come in, we always talk to them about the balance that we see and the balance you have in the, the men's game in regards to test cricket. And they've mm. all, they always seem really... We've been talking about sports envy earlier on in, the, in our program. Uh, is it changing as in regards to uh, getting more of the longer format of the game in the women's game? And, and is that a priority? Does it, does it really matter? Um, I think it's certainly something, you know, like amongst the, obviously, the English season, we've had, um, we've had test cricket being introduced, you know, we've played South Africa and India, and then obviously it's always part of the Ashes. So I think it's something that we're trying to see introduced more and more, Um whether it will take off as a as a sort of format that they will stick with at international cricket, I still think it's sort of that fine line between, you know, you you still want that that standard to be really high, mm-hmm. um, and and making sure that when you play those multi you know those multi format series, it's probably against the right opposition mm-hmm. at the right moment, mm-hmm. so it's a showcase piece rather than, you know, like I feel like women's sport often has 
it's, they're almost waiting for you to fail in terms of, oh, that doesn't work. It's a terrible product. The standard's awful. So I think you've always got to be mindful of when you put it out there, who, who, who you're sort of showcasing and making sure that, you know, it, it is a good entertaining product. Do you stop listening to Looking that? Looking for a reliable career as an independent supporter. Oh, well, hey. Miss your favourite show. I don't know what happened then. That's what? called a gremlin. That's a gremlin. And just these things happen from time to time. You, have you stopped hearing all that stuff? Like, you've been around for a while and you're just coming into the caper. But the, when you hear the critics who, you know, and it's, it's always coming from the same kind of subsection of the supporter base. Um, do, have you got to the position now where it doesn't get in maybe the way it did once upon a time? Yeah, I think, you know, you've you got to... That's not your job, is it, to worry about what whether people think it's a good product, whether it's, you know, a competitive game or not. I guess your job is to just... Like, we're entertainers, aren't we? Mm. We're trying to put our best foot forward and play as well as we can. And if, if people like that, great. And if they don't, then there's not really a lot you can do about it. They can it. go and watch something else, you know. Like, it's the easiest thing in the world to do. Exactly. You know, I could just go and watch something else. You yeah. know, plenty of people who do like it. So when you think about your future, do you see... T20 cricket, do you see, hopefully you see Australian representation and that's, I'm sure, something we'll, we'll ask you about in a moment. But do you see, you know, long-form four or five-day games of cricket in white clothes or do you see Australia and franchise cricket, the 100, the IPLs coming in? You know, there's going to be – this is going to grow. It's, it's, it's only going one way, women's cricket. At 19, is, what, does the, what does the future look like in your um, mind's eye? Yeah, I mean, I'm probably sitting a bit on the fence with this. I feel like it's yeah, it's probably going to be a mix of everything. But um, yeah, I think it's really exciting with the franchise cricket. You know, the IPL and I think the PSL getting up and running yeah, next yeah. next year, I believe. So yeah, it's a really exciting time for for women in cricket. And um, but yeah, I think looking forward, there's probably going to be a mix of everything. And like Loz said, whether it works or not, um, we're not sure. But yeah, I suppose time will tell. How exciting is it to be in in women's sport now? We're here. We've got you know, the AFLW, the WNBL, uh, women's sports really taking on your eight seasons into the WBBL. You come out here, you know, um, for a couple of months a year uh, and experience it all. To be in in as a professional women's sports person right now, how exciting is it to be part of this kind of brave new world that we're that we're living in? Yes, yeah, it links into the question before, isn't it? Like, why on earth would you not want to be part of it for and play as long as you possibly can? Because it's sort of, it's taken a long time to get to this point, hasn't mm. it? You know, like, when I first started playing um, international cricket for England, you know, I was working in schools alongside it, coaching, having to run after little yeah, right. year 10s all day and <laughs> yeah. then go train at sort of 6, 7 o'clock at night to be then touring the world, playing in, you know, playing in different competitions, playing with new players, learning from, you know, different players, young and old. Um, yeah, like, it, 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 there's no there's no better time to be involved than in women's cricket than there is now. Well, your, fa is, yeah, well, well, your family's experience. I mean, your, your wife's playing in the World Rugby League mm. World Cup at the moment for England, so you, you're getting to see it from both sides of your family, just what the opportunities that sport can provide at a professional level at the moment. Yeah, and it's it's awesome, you know, like Courtney's journey is, is crazy, really. Is Obviously, she was a professional cricketer over here yeah. and then she's gone, moved to the UK and she's 
debuted in a World Cup at 35. Yeah, it's just bizarre. It's bonkers, but it's... <laughs> it's bonkers. It, but it's, you know... The, it, it is. It just, like, it's one of those things where a lot of her era of, of sport, you haven't had that same support and exposure, etc. And she's obviously towards the back end and, and, and getting the, you know, the, how the beauty of where women's sport is now, but... You know, if you'd have said to her five years ago you'd be, de- you know, making a World Cup debut at 35, she'd have probably fallen off the chair. <laughs> but uh, when you, we talk about that, in order for the, the game to grow, it's it really does start at the lower levels. And uh, about the resources that are available for, for women's and women's cricket, uh, is, it, is it there where there is enough of the pyramid in place, where there's enough financial resource, and I guess this is more directed at you, Tess, because as a someone coming through and getting those opportunities, do you feel like there are the resources where you can be fully professional at that next tier under, those girls that aren't quite there, that they're still getting the resources to stay in the game and come up through the ranks? Yeah, absolutely. I think cricket's in a pretty good spot at the moment. Um, I think we're probably one of the most well-paid sports around the world for women, um, which is really exciting. And I think, yeah, I mean, for someone like me, I've been able to come in and haven't had to work or anything. So I've been incredibly fortunate. And I think that's, the, yeah, where we want to get to and it's only getting better. I think there's a new MOU coming up soon. So, yeah, it's only going to, like I say, keep getting better. So it's that's great. I love the that fact, is great. I love the fact that you say you haven't had to work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, the, what you're doing is working. You're probably working harder than most 19-year-olds uh, out there at the moment, to be honest. You happen to be doing something you love doing, which is which is perfection, really. I mean, it's what we're all kind of seeking. But I, I suspect you're working pretty hard. Oh, I mean, yeah, there probably are elements of, uh, yeah, working <laughs> hard. But, yeah, I suppose, like I said, I'm super fortunate that I've come in at a, a good time. I know years ago, and as Loz said, um, obviously when she was sort of coming through, that it, it wasn't that easy. So, yeah, we're, we're really, really lucky. So we're, we'll ask you whether, and again, she's in the room, so you're probably going to have to answer it in a certain way, but... The, the Australian women's cricket team has been a powerhouse, arguably our, our most successful sporting team for the better part of a decade, men and women combined. They have been awesome. They've been pushing the boundaries and setting new standards, setting a standard for the rest of the world to chase, and they're hard to catch. But they are they're, they're getting on, some of, these, some of these players. And we are at a stage now, I think, where we're looking, who are the next ones to come through? You've come a long way in a short period of time with your cricket. Are you? Do you dare to dream that, you know, maybe Australian representation is is you know within your reach? Um, yeah, I mean, I'd be lying if I said that I don't want to play for Australia. I think that's obviously obviously the end goal. But um, yeah, obviously it's a really strong team at the moment, and I'm just trying to yeah do my best at domestic level and then see what happens from there. But there's some really exciting young talent around the competition, and the WBBL showcases that beautifully. So yeah, I think Australian cricket's in a pretty good spot at the moment. She got what it takes, do you reckon? Yeah, I think so. I think I know. I'm not just saying it because she's <laughs> she's about two she's feet away. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think she's cut from the cloth that's exciting for international cricket. You know, bowls with good pace, mm. unbelievable fielder, and wax out the park. What, you know, what's more exciting? <laughs> good combo, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, it's one of those things where you, you just got to give her, give her time to, mm. to show what she can do and express herself. And, but I've got no doubt that at some point, like, she'll be wearing Australian colours for sure. Um, I think, like you say, just a gun athlete and, and cut from that sort of mould that is the future of women's cricket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's fast-paced. You want people to whack it out of the park and bowl quick. It's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting to play alongside. It's exciting to watch as a, as a viewer. So I definitely think that, 
you know, I think there's some there's some great talent in in the stars group collectively. You know, that's that was probably the most exciting thing for me to come as as the vet is, um, <laughs> you know, because there's so many great youngsters, mm. um, and that helps me as a as a more senior player to still be you know excited and enthused and to help other people and share your experiences. But you know, it's fun and we're all learning off each other. And there's some some really good talent amongst the Melbourne girls. So so as a young quick. There's a couple of things here. How mindful are you of how fast you bowl? Like, are you are you having a fight with the speed gun? Are you conscious of you know where your speed's at and and you know where you can get it to? Um, yeah, I suppose it's it's probably pretty well known that I have um, yeah gained a few kilometres this season, but probably haven't had quite the control that I would have liked. So yeah, it's sort right. of that yeah fine line between yeah trying to find a balance between the both of them, and it's yeah probably something I'll just keep working at over the next little bit. So we've seen you know a couple of young quicks around the place, you know Taylor Valemic and Lauren Cheadle before her, and there's probably one or two others who have had some you know shoulder back related issues on the way through. How in terms of the you know the physical preparation and development of you how mindful are you and people around you to make sure that you know the stress loads are managed and and they're not too great yeah obviously Lo spoke about it before if you can get it stay on the park then that's the most mm. important thing um so yeah i've probably worked pretty closely with our snc at um, victoria uh this this pre-season just trying to get as strong as i can um for that injury prevention side of things but yeah it's something that as a young player i feel like injuries are sort of you know it's not something you want but it's sort of something you've got to I don't know, sort of accept along the way, I suppose. But, um, yeah, I just try and do everything I can to sort of prevent that and then go from there. Tess Lindhoff and Lauren Winfield-Hill in the studio with us. Is it, is it, how much fun is it? How much fun is it just being involved? So there's the professionalism and, you know, you want to win and, you know, there's the stresses and the commentary and all the rest of it. But at the heart of it all, travelling around the world playing cricket as a, you know, as a, as a, as a experienced player and as a young player... How much, how much fun is it? Yeah, well, I think you can see that. I think especially amongst our group, like, we're having, we're having the best time out there. You know, it's, we, have a, we have great fun. Um, and, and I've definitely felt that as part of this group. I think that's the, that's the beauty of it is, you know, we are, we're just expressing ourselves and, and just having a good time out there. Mm. Is, is it important to... The women seem to play with a smile on their face. I don't know if you're aware of this, Keithy, but the women seem to play their sport with a more of a smile on their face than the fellas. And I wonder whether that will change. I wonder whether down the track when it becomes more professional and, you know, all the rest of it, I wonder whether that changes. But uh, it does appear to be the case that there is there is that amongst the women's game. Does it, from even from a competitive perspective, with those you're trying to beat... Is there still that part of the um, the the contest that is kind of in some sort of perspective? Yeah, I think so. I don't know if it's just like female nature, but like I, know, I certainly know, like you care for your teammates; they become your friends, and you want them to do really well, and mm. and you want to share that journey and and enjoy what you're doing together. Because, like you say, it doesn't feel like a a working day or you know a game day or a training day if mm. you're enjoying what you do. I think it's easy to sort of get wrapped up in, 
you know, putting a lot of pressure on yourself. And I certainly felt like that for a lot of my career. And you get to a point where you're just like, let's just like lap all this up. Mm -hmm. You know, just get around the girls that you're playing with, bring the best out in each other, ha you know, express yourself, have a great time out there. Because I think the hardest thing to do and the thing that everybody's trying to do is like keep that like little kid mentality. Mm. It's like, why did you play? Well, you played because you loved it. Um, and if you can sort of stay connected to that, it's a lot more fun. Does it excite you the fact that we've, if you think in years to come, to both of you, uh, in, when if the game <laughs> becomes more global and you're thinking, well, my career is going to be that I'm going to be going around to all these different countries, is that something that's exciting or is it something you go, gee, this, this, this may turn a lot of people off because it, you're going to be away from home for a, a long, mm. long period of time? I mean, I love being away from home, to be honest. So. <laughs> I suppose when you're 19 or whatever, younger. No, it is something that's incredibly exciting. As I said before, sort of the, the IPL and the PSL, like there's some really cool opportunities and it's it's something that's just going to continue to grow. So the, the chance to travel around the world, and I haven't done that yet, um, but I'm sure Loz can confirm that like it's, yeah, it's incredible just exploring new places, playing in new conditions, all that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's mm. really exciting. And what's it like when you get to it, when you see a tournament like the 100, and we've saw, we saw it on the tally over here, obviously, but you turn it on and they're sellouts. The venues are packed and there's so many beautiful cricket grounds, particularly in England, that are tailor-made for a T20-type competition, particularly the, the women's version, you know, t eight, ten, twelve thousand 12,000 sort of seat stadiums. But you, you turn them on and there's not a seat in the place. There's lines of people waiting to get in. Ticket the the sold, the sold out signs are up early. When you hear the buzz and then you walk out for a warm up and you see that, um, how much validation do you get as a player that oh, okay people are um, watching and turning up and enjoying what we're doing? Yeah, it's a massive event. You know, like I remember even the first game of the hundred like last year was. It was really overwhelming because you got like the fireworks and yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. happening and <laughs> it you know it, it's. It was a it was a massive occasion. I think the best the best thing about you know getting big crowds and in that competition was, like for me, was seeing young boys with females on the back of their shirt, yeah. and I was like, that yeah, is really great. cool. Yeah, you know, because a, a young female having. I know, Flintoff on the back of their shirt. That's cool because they're aspiring to be like Tess Flintoff. But for a young boy to acknowledge and respect women's sport and to have them, you know, that name on the back of their shirt, I was like, that's powerful because if you then go, if they go to school and a little girl wants to play cricket, they don't go, oh, girls don't play cricket. They go, yeah, and I, like I love women's mm, cricket. Yeah, I've got yeah. their name on the back of a shirt. You know, so I think that was the, that was the coolest thing for me was to see young boys with female athletes' names on the back of their shirts. Mm, it's completely normal, isn't it? Like, it's completely normal. You grew up in a footy family, Tess, but when you were when you were 12 or 13, the WBBL was starting and Lauren was coming out and playing and we were seeing, you know, girls who were about your age, like Elise Perry and Elisa Healy, who were starting out. Can you remember, as a, as a pre-teenager... Um, the impact of the, you're competing with and against them nowadays, but the impact that they had on your um, imagination? 
Yeah, I mean, I grew up playing boys footy and cricket, so mm. that was sort of all I was exposed to. And, and at that time, pretty much all that was on the TV as well. So um, I think Dad took me down to a, a WNCL game at the Junction Oval and I got to meet Elise Perry. And I think from there, I just yeah became obsessed with it. And then more and more, it started to come on TV and sort of became a bit real. Um, so, yeah, players like that and there's there's plenty more others have been yeah incredible for the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Who's the biggest rival for you? Rivalry makes sport. It's what ticks it over and, you know, as every year goes by, you know, they develop. Is it the Crosstown rival, the Renegades for you blokes, or is it the Sydney Sixers? Is there a team that you particularly would like to beat more than any other in this competition? Because you've, you've got one, you're running into one on Saturday at the Junction Oval. Is, it, is there one that you like to beat more than the other? I don't know why, but I think the Sydney Sixers. Mm, good. Some reason, yeah, I yeah. don't know exactly where it's started. No, not the cross. I would have guessed the, no. more the, the, the local stuff. Yeah, I don't know I don't why, know, but I don't, I don't, I don't it's know. a bit more satisfying. They, can't, they, can't, won't, they won't say this, but they don't rate the Renegades. <laughs> oh, right. It's the stars of the big dogs in town. and no the Renegades. Are, you, we, I didn't realise it was like that with you guys. Nipping at their heels. Really? They, they want to be the Melbourne stars. Everyone Absolutely knows disrespecting that. the and it's Renegades. It's a bit like the Sixers and the Thunder as well. Thunder want to be the Sixers. They never will be. Everybody knows that. So it's... It's the stars and the sixes, right? That's oh, that's what it's all. Is that what it's all about? Yeah, we'll, we'll run with that. <laughs> right. We'll back ourselves. Yeah, we go with it. Thanks for coming in, you two. Uh, hopefully, we get some great weather and we get a magnificent double header down at the junction on Saturday. And let's get on a roll, shall we, for the second half of the tournament? No more washouts and nothing but Ws yeah. for the girls in green for the rest of the tournament. And let's see where it gets you. Thanks for coming in. Good on you. Lauren Whitfield-Hill and Tess Flintoff joining us in the studio. We're here for Robot Building, Supplies Robots Got It, and Berwick BMW pre-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery. Ah, fantastic to have the girls in. A little gremlin in the works there too, by the way. Somebody upstairs fired off the ad break mid-segment, so uh, we pushed it all the way through to 4.30, and it's great to... No, I don't think I'll get through this. <laughs> great to spend a bit more time A-Rod with him. was doing a lot of tapping out the back a when that was stuff. going. And you know when he pan- you know that moment, panic, and he's hitting things, and I'm just... Oh, just stuff going on left, right. They handle like a pro. Well, they do handle like a pro. Uh, Don't forget the T20 World Cup uh, update thanks to KFC. Download the app for exclusive deals from tonight, 7 o'clock, SEN Network, England v India in the T20 World Cup Mm. second semi-final live from the Adelaide Oval. Don't know what the weather's doing over there. Fingers crossed. Jared Waitley, uh, Damien Fleming, Chad Says, Adam Collins and Bharat Sundarasan on the call. Uh, I know I've said it once and I'll say it again. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm upsetting some English people, but... Go, come on, India. Let's just let's huh. just let's just get this done. No, I'm just excited by the. Mm. So the first time round was what's happening in front of us. We knew it was going to be well populated mm. and well supported, but now it's a final. So you've got the you've got the new you've levels. Got, you've got the build up to this. Right, it hasn't kind of got big on us. Yeah, I hear what you say. This is just going to be big. And give it. You know what? I think you are you being a little. Sort of hoping it's happened just because of the closeness and the actual game beyond just the fans and the. I think it'll be a good game. It'll be a good game. How is the finish of that game? Yeah. Perhaps added a little bit more to. Yeah, a bit. You don't always get those games, Andy. No, you you don't. You're not going to guarantee the same type of performance by everyone. No, it's a very good call. It's Mm. a very, very fine call you make. And England will be super competitive as will India. In fact, they'll go in, mm. England or India goes in favourite into mm. that final against Pakistan. But So uh, there's no disrespect in terms of what England will bring competitively. If they get there. If yeah. they get there. But mm. it's just the, 
I don't know. It's just the magnitude of no, the event that you know uh, we're looking forward to. I'm not opposed to it. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Check the lines open. One oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. If you want to send through your forty winks, Tampa text our great mate Andy's in Terrelgan and has jumped on the line uh, on a on a Thursday. Bit unpredictable these days, Andy. Mm. He keeps on our toes. I'm not. Sure, whether it's going to be a Thursday or a Friday, but it's a joy no matter uh, what day he decides to punch in the digits and give us a call. Andy, good afternoon to you, Shags. Good afternoon, Andy and Gazy, my good friends and good mates from Melbourne. How Thank you, going, you Andy. Oh, we were good for our Thursday. Nice, <laughs> nice. Well, hopefully most of your Thursdays are pretty good, but this one's particularly nice, so that's good. What do you got for us? Uh, what do you got for us today? Okay, my question this afternoon is, See the Sucker War Cup begins next Sunday, the 20th of November. Yes. Name me the three of the best of the best Socceroos World Cup memories. World Cup memories. Three oh. favourite World Cup memories. Um, uh, righto. Um, righto. Kale's, three World Cup. Who was the volley? Timmy Kale's volley was that against the against the Dutch? Yeah, so, so that 2014... When we got robbed, unfortunately, it's a memory for the wrong reason. Oh, yeah, against, in, in, against Italy. Against Italy. Robbed. Well, well, was well, it robbed? Well, I don't I think we'd like to think it was. We would. No one would have been complaining if it hadn't been called. Yeah, I, I, I think we like to think we were robbed, but I, I think the rest of the world probably thinks Maybe that. Rob, did, here's another way to phrase it. The time when we didn't get the benefit of the doubt. There you go. I'll take that. Thank you. What about pre... What about getting into the World Cup? Well, that's probably With more... Johnny Aloisi. I mean, it's just a penalty. It's not like it was. Well, a we're only talking about Australian memories here, aren't we? No, we're not talking well, about. That's what I thought. Yeah, we were I focusing on, and I think yeah. that that's what Andy was referring yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Who's your favourite Socceroo of all time? Ooh. Uh, Do you want to take that on under advisement and come back after well, the break? Tim's the obvious one because of what he was able to do over a long, long period of time. But um, your favourite Socceroo of all? Who have been the top five Socceroos of all time? Oh. Uh, well, why don't we throw that out? One three hundred seven three six seven three six. We've given Andy and Terrelgan his three just off the top of the bonds. Uh, our three favourite a World Cup from an Australian perspective uh, memory. Who are our best five? The best five Australian Socceroos. So not not not. You got to rate them for their performances with Australia. With Australia, not not, not no, internationally no, 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 no. when they've done something no, on sir. the on, on the club no, stage. No, sir. It's got to be right. with the green and gold on their back. Mm. Who have been the ones when when they've put the Harry? The, the crest on the chest. I'm only going for the popular ones because they're about, the ones that stick about, out. Harry? What about Marco Bresciano? Yeah, solid. Does he have to be in the mix? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Send through your temper text, 0433981116. We're here for Robot Building Supplies and Berwick BMW. Andy and Tarogans just dropped a little, little pebble in the pond here, and the ripple effect is significant. Who are your five favorite? Who are the best top five Socceroos of all time? Not... As Gazy said, in terms of club performance, when it's mattered most, I don't know With how you can go past him. In all honesty, well, well, trying, who's, that, who's trying, we've got five, mate. Why would you be going past him? Well, as the number one, I'm I think he'll about. be in the he'll be in the top five. I don't think there's any doubt about that. No, but I'm suggesting he's number one. Well, there's every chance he will be. Kid. Okay, I think there's every. Are you on board with that? I'm not. I'm not off board with that. Mm. I'm not off board with that at but all. But Duca was one of my favourite. But yeah, did he do enough with the Australian team? I don't know. That's a good question. See, that's where I, that's mm, where I'm going to. Yeah, I, I don't know how much I. The can. Big V bomber. We loved him to have mm. been. <clears throat> but you know, did he do enough? 
I don't know. I don't know enough about it. Jeez. Well, this is what but we I need. do really like him and enjoyed his work. I'm, I'm very the much big fella. Just the power that he played with him. He was able to. It wasn't like he was blistering. You know what he did? Pace or anything. You know what he did? What did he do? He did his best work with his back to the goal. That and boop, and then all of a sudden, hello, we're yeah, kicking goals. That's the sort of thing you say that makes nice. you sound like you know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Who are oh, they? Someone's come with me. Who? Viduka. I thought you said Tim Kale. No, but I was just saying, as I wasn't sure whether he's worthy of a, a uh, top five He's worthy five of being in the conversation, but whether he makes a top five, mm. you can only have five in there. Mm. Who are they, folks? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Send through your temper text for 40 winks. Schwarzer, oh, four he was there in goal for a long, no, long Schwarzer period of time. should very much be considered. I would have thought. Right, we've got four. We've got four here. Have we got four? I reckon we've got four, and I've, there's a, we've, I reckon there's one in here that – I don't know whether our callers are going to agree with or mm. think about, or think of, I should say. Tim Kale is a lock, right? Uh, Schwarzer, Mark Schwarzer is a lock. Yeah, good. He's a lock. He's in the top uh, five of all Lucas time. Lucas Neal? Well, well, we need to. This is his. I think he's. I'm worth, throwing him up there. Well, how about we get to a couple of callers and see whether they agree? Because oh. there's a name in there that I hope someone mentions here. I don't know whether mm. anyone's coming off the forty winks temper text. Hopefully you've been coming par- through. Well, hopefully you've been parking a few. Well, most of them we've mentioned. Oh, well, okay. Ronnie's in Bendigo. He's jumped on the line. Right. Ronnie, we're going to put forward a list with the World Cup just around the corner, and it's inspired by Andy in Tarragon. I thought that was what his question was going to be, and then mm-hmm. he just threw us a little curveball. Um, who are the five greatest socceroos of all time? Ronnie, who do we need to have in the mix? Uh, g'day, Drewy Squared. Um, <laughs> you've covered off Swartzer being the most capped Socceroo ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've covered Timmy Cale, who scored the most goals ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you could also throw in there a guy that really sort of brought the Socceroos back into sort of fandom. I reckon you could throw in um, Paul Wade, yes. one that might get a run. Yes. Um, you could also throw in another guy who scored quite a few goals, being Damien Murray. Yes. Um, Archie's, Archie's a bit of a. Archie's a bit too obvious because he did score about 108 against American Samoa. Yes, so he did. Kind of got to, you know, yes, he did. put him in there. <laughs> yes. Um, what about Harry? You haven't mentioned Harry. No, I, I think the other one might be Brett Emerton, who had I, a long distinguished hmm. career for the Socceroos as well. No, I think he's. I think they're all they're three excellent nominations. How you, is Harry not in well, there? Well, did Harry play his best? I don't know because this is the question that you're asking. Yeah, I don't know. Did he? Was he at his best as a Socceroo? Well, or I know he as a very passionate Australian mate, player that put his hand up to come and uh, represent us if, on a regular basis. If you're doing uh, the best five Australian footballers of all time, Harry is in the conversation. In fact, he's in the five, mm. I would suggest. Yeah. But is he in the, as a socceroo? Well, this I, is what we need people to help us well, out my with. My memory, which is not well, I don't know great. whether he was. I reckon but he was, was there, always there. There's one who stood tall as a centre back and through the midfield oh. who scored dead ball set pieces and penalties. Not Beg your pardon. He's is mine. Talking about? That's exactly who I'm talking about. Is he getting any love off the field? No, footy? I just – and I'm actually ex- incredibly proud of myself that, that I knew who you were talking about. That is who about. I'm talking about. The man who grew the beard yes. and stood in front of the world Yednek. and said, we will take you on. Yednek. He was magnificent for the he soccer was beautiful. Roots. But we've got him in the five. Kale Yedinak Schwarzer. I am so proud of myself. I'm very happy that you got it. Pete's mm. in Brown. I wonder whether he was going to say Miller Yednak and he's, we've just oh, rained, sorry, rained on his parade. Hey, Pete, right. who are you bringing right. to the right. table? Yeah, off 
first, I've got to tell you that five is not enough. You should go 11 and the four subs because we had Thank some you. great players. For instance, you're missing, you're missing Bresciano. No, but... Um, and to be honest, yeah. to be honest, Kuhl was, uh, was legendary and he played for Australia post-injuries. You always want to play even injured. He was too good to leave out. Um, Thank you. Had big heart and amazing ability. And the third man who was the spirit of the soccerers and kept it alive, the man who wrote the book, Sheila's Walks and Boofters, Johnny Warren. Well, did he write the book or did Andy Harper write the book with him? I, mm. I, but I, I'll be, your, your point's well made. You know, lose a couple oh, of words there that we probably don't really, you know, mm. oath sort of, you know. Well, he's only repeating the title. That's the name of a book. Mm. Yeah. Well, do you want to say the name of the book? No, Just in case I will not. Right. I will not. Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Because I don't want to say <laughs> okay. that word. Well, I thought it was okay just because it was the name of a book. Well, it's the name of the book. <laughs> right. hmm. Harry Kuehl, 58 times capped for Australia, 17 goals. He scored between one. 96 and 2012. I think it's a very good call. I think I might have been unfairly. I've got another one. Go on. Thank you. I'm glad. I tell you, I'm all over this. You're going quite well. Ned Zelich. Very well, fine performer. Very fine. Whether smooth it's good enough mover, for top five. Very smooth mover. And made all the better by mm. his sister. Just by the association. She's doing incredible work with the commentary. Ned Zelich. Mm. Does he make the top five? We've got four here. It, Kale, Yedinak, Bresciano, Schwartz. In no particular no. order. There's a, there's a line of people here who are desperate to be number five on the run homes at top five Socceroos. Of all time, Kuehl, Wade, Murray, Eminem, Zalich. I'm going to get you to Kira. Hey, a guy that I got to know a little bit because he was at one of the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Frankie Farina. Oh, yes. Frankie Farina, Drewy's coming to Come on, Drewy. I think the Farina-Arnold, that cohort, mm-hmm. Cosmina. Didn't get I, the runs on the ball? Because their shirts were so bad. They had <laughs> poxy shirts. Remember they right. had the... 80s was full of bad shirt designs. Mm. Doesn't sit well in the eye of in the mind's eye of some of us. Shouldn't be held against them. Mm. Shouldn't be. But you know, in the minds of some, perhaps it is. Mm. Have you got before we get to Timmy and Craigie? But any other names coming through off the uh, Forty Winks temper text? Uh, that well, is your the, job. That is it. Your, is yeah. and what they are is a lot of them. Johnny Warren is actually he's being regarded by some as the greatest ever. Oh blimey! Uh, so. Now, I'm not familiar with his work in the green well, and gold. Well, it was before our time. I know mate. he's an iconic football legend, but I just don't know. I, I, I don't know. Well, he was part of the golden era I'm that got us into our first, our first ever World Cup qualification. Thank you. A, a lot of support for Mark Viduka mm, as well. Mm. Stan Lazaridis from Stan. Uh, 479. Yeah. What about Joseph Skoko? <laughs> Johnny Any Warren. love for Joseph Skoko? Have you mentioned, we've mentioned Lucas Neal. We have mentioned Lucas Neal. He's in the mix. Um, Tim's in, Craig. Iguodala. He's not in the mix. Mark Tim, Milligan. Tim's have in. Have you mentioned him? No. Tim's in, Craigie Burke. Tim, who you got? Mm. How you going, guys? I've got a couple. Uh, Mark Maduka yep. and Mark Bosnick. Uh, the, the crazy laugh goalkeeper, Mark Bosnick. Yeah, yeah. Bozza for Australia. Uh, I think. Uh, <laughs> oh, there it is. Let's have a think about Boz. Uh We'll try and finalise this on the other side of the break. Eddie Thompson has been nominated <laughs> off the Denver text. 
He might have managed Australia, but he never played Scottish. He never played for Australia. Craig Johnson was mentioned, but he never played, he never Australia, played for Australia. He played either. for Liverpool. Won an FA, scored an oh, FA Cup my, final. Yes, he did. Did mm. the big kangaroo hop after it. Oh, did he? My word, he did. Well, he did the big jump. I don't know what this is. like a kangaroo. kangaroo hop. No, nah, one arm went up and the other one... And like, the legs oh, went yeah. boy. It looked when like a kick. big kangaroo jumping. Paul O'Connor's coming through. Beautiful player. He was a liberal. Mm. He was a beautiful player, Ocon. Mm. He's the best player in Belgium, uh, having set a very high watermark for himself in a far too brief career in uh, in Italy. Ocon. Some people Bounced say... around, according to well, my... Uh... Well, some you did a bit. Some people will tell you that Paul Ocon is the most naturally gifted uh, soccer player mm. that Australia's uh, ever produced. Is that right? Uh, some would say that. I, I'm just saying that. Right. I, I'm not... You're not endorsing I, well, it? I'm not... Are you endorsing it? I'm not in a position to say one way or the other because mm. I understand my limitations, but... Josh Kennedy, he a fine contributor. West Coast Eagle? No. <laughs> oh, the big, big striker. Fella. Yeah, my word. A lot of people saying Johnny Cosmina and Johnny Warren have been brutally overlooked by you blokes. Craig Foster? Uh, yeah, magnificent. Probably doing his best well, work. These, are, these are all off the temper. Hey, go to the Kielba Hotel Sports Bar. Have you got your five? You want to, no. Yes. Patrick Cripps will join us in a moment. Mm. Uh, doing a bit of... Doing a lot of... <laughs> well, yeah, he I plays... can't believe that's Cooter. You've told me that that's actually Cooter he saying pl- that. Well, it is him. I ran into Cooter on, at the game on Sunday, at the uh, NBL game. Mm. He's in still. Some people are just gift, gifted with incredible <laughs> DNA, and that man looks like he could still run out there for the Blues. And he's just just a powerful unit. Quite likes uh, showing the rack off too, by the Mate, way. Mate, if I had his rack, yeah, I'd, I'd never... walk around in Speedos <laughs> the rest of my life. I would never wear clothes. Oh, incredible. If I look like Greg, although, look, you take everything, you don't take the good with the bad. If I look like Greg Norman at 65, oh, whatever, he needs a bit more than Speedos, Ed. <laughs> right. He needs the full board short. <laughs> Well, yes, he does. Gee, there's a lot from a very innocent little, you know, how you going with yes. the top five Socceroos. Oh. We've created an absolute minefield here. We have. We have. It's one of those ones, there's no right or wrong answer. Well, I wonder Andy. where well, Paddy Cripps might have a nomination for us. Let's mm. just spring that on him and see how he goes. But a lot of people <laughs> are saying that Johnny Warren and John Cosmina, you mm. blokes feeding him have lost your mind if they're not in your top five. So that means. Mila Yednak. Frankie Farina's got the cover. No, he's not in there. Right. Marco Bresciano or Mark Schwartz is going to get the, the, the big heave-ho here. Mark Schwartz? He might have to. No chance. Does that mean Mila Yednak's going to get the... Oh, he, get I don't Rissold. like his chances. So he's going to get Rissold here. He's got the cover. This is very disappointing for mm-hmm. me. Big man. I a know. bit like Patrick who stood there in front of the Powerful world unit. and said, I don't care where you're from. No. Nah. I'm taking you lot on. That's it. And it, you can just... you mm. can. There you go. And wonderful facial hair as well. He oh, had well, the... he, well, he started without any, but the beautiful black curly mop. Oh. And then it developed the the cropped yep. at the top and the beard mm. came later. An imposing looking man, <laughs> as is the number nine at Carlton. He's been all over the world. Has he been living the life, this bloke? Oh, if you follow him on Instagram, he's been hanging out with... Robert Kraft. He's getting a Patrick Cripps New England Patriot shirt with his mm. number on and his name on it. and yeah. He wouldn't even know Tom Brady from the Brady Bunch. He doesn't know anything about well, from Marsha. He wouldn't know Tom Brady from Marsha Brady. Oh. He's still hanging out with the New England Patriots and getting a shirt. Patrick Cripps joins us. How are you, mate? G'day, guys. That was a bit of an intro. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, been a, it's, been a, it's been a busy off-season, so I've seen a few different parts of the world, so it's been... Uh, 
been been nice to travel again, fellas. How, how did you get into the uh, inner sanctum of the New England Patriots and right, right there it. with the, the owner himself, Robert Kraft, and you posted the photo of very nice, and they present you with the jersey. How does all how do those opportunities just come your way? Yeah, I thought I'd just text Kraft and said, "You want to come for a beer with me, mate?" <laughs> you, you be yeah, careful. Be yeah, careful but... where you go with him nocturnally, too, oh, Patrick. Yes. You just want to you know, be careful. No, I, have, I have heard a few stories. <laughs> so, um, no, it was, it, was, it was an amazing experience. I actually, I went to the day and not knowing. Um, I thought I was going to a function. Our old physio at Carlton uh, Mids, he works there. And he actually um, does a bit of treatment with Rob Rob Kraft, not the one that you guys were. But um, yeah, so I sort of I was with a couple of schoolmates, thought we was getting tickets, and then got the got the grand tour. And man, it was one of the all time days. The, the Patriots were, you know, they were great people, and they put on a show. They they won that day, and it was um, yeah, I actually couldn't believe it. To be honest, so I definitely got a bit of bit of traction over back here in Australia. So every second person I run into is asked about it. But it was um, no, nah, it, it was a it was a great day, and um, yeah, it was. Something I didn't expect, which is uh, always makes it uh, a, more enjoyable. Sorry about getting coverage back mm. here. I was watching it. You're getting some coverage. I think you might have been mentioned on Red Zone and on the uh, on the game day coverage of the Patriots. You're getting some love and mentions over mm. there. That that's what happens just, when you win the big medal. Just, just keep your feet on the ground, thanks, Patrick. You got <laughs> f- f- a few things we need you to do as a Carlton football player before <laughs> you start. You start getting into that sort of. Area. Hey, you get to wander around uh, the facility there. I, I imagine you got to see, you know, what the players have at their disposal. Uh, over there. you've got these amazing new facilities down there at, at Prince's Park. How do they compare? Yeah, I, I was lucky enough to go to, through a few different sort of sporting sort of clubs, and um, it's one thing I did realise how lucky we are back here. Like we've just had the whole sort of place redone, and you know, just showed just showed me that you know we've got world class facilities here, and um, what you find even over there, a lot of the sports science world um, in Australia is very highly regarded. So a lot of Aussies get poached to go and work overseas. So um, yeah, just sort of getting there. So that's how you, you get into a lot of the clubs over there through the high performance sort of. Um, uh, world, but um, yeah, absolutely is Carlton um, unreal, and uh, I know most clubs now, um, especially a lot of clubs, are doing some developments or done developments. Mm. Um, yeah, we're pretty lucky; it's as good as it gets worldwide. And and what about yourself since the the end of last season? Uh, you, when you come so close and you have two just incredibly heartbreaking games, oh, you're going there, right? No, but you're bringing that. But up. as an athlete, you're going to be recalling, and and when they are so bitterly close, there's always those what ifs, and this one play here could have changed that. Were you able to put that to bed pretty quickly, or did you, did you carry that over uh, for quite some time? Yeah, it probably took a couple of weeks to be honest. Just um, you know, it's never it's never the way you want to go out. Um, same time, you want to be in those games and um, you got to play in front of a big crowd. So, exposing the experience was awesome. Um, you know, I've said a lot. Footy's got a sort of funny way of teaching you hard lessons, and we've uh, we we found out those lessons the hard way. And, um, you know, it's, it's been a bit of time now. We've been away from the club. We'll start back up in the next sort of couple of weeks, and um, you know, that's what preseason's for. You. You learn from those experiences. You sort of implement things that um, didn't go right, and, and you work on as a group. And um, you, you know, you, as a as a group, you want to be in those situations again. And, and when you're in them, you want to, um, I suppose, reverse the the outcome. So disappointing at the time. Um, you know, you wouldn't be human if you weren't disappointed. But at the same time, once the result happens, you can't change. You just got to take your lessons and keep moving forward. And um, yeah, keep growing as a group. What do you think it might do for the group, Patrick? You, you got a sense for. How shared, you know, the the kind of resolve is to not let that happen again. 
yeah, I think that the group's maturing together and, um, you know, we took a, although we didn't quite make finals, we took a lot of steps forward last year. So, um, yeah, it only, only drives the motivation, but and also knows that, you know, the, the, the little details in the game is what sort of separates the, the top side. So, um, you know, the margins aren't big in the AFL world and, um, you know, the more we can play together, the more we can have those experiences, keep learning. And, um, you know, I think that's the most important. You've got to learn from those things. If you just put your head under the pillow and um, try and hide from them, then you're not addressing them. So we'll, we'll address them when we go back, um, work on them throughout the pre-season. And then, you know, you're never going to get a perfect all the time. But, um, yeah, like I said before, you want to be in those positions and um, you want to thrive in those sort of high-pressured moments. Is it possible for you to – and we'll, we'll talk about the, all the other stuff that you've got going on with, with ball magnets and stuff in a moment, but – is it possible for you to put into words how different the club is, or how how different how it is different from the joint that you walked into, you know, eight nine years ago? Particularly from an expectation perspective, how has it changed internally? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, oh. I suppose when I first when I first went into the club, um, there was a lot of really senior guys, and um, they were probably coming off all that and have the ultimate success out of few. Um, finals campaigns under their belt. So uh, it, was a, it was a mature group. It wasn't a lot of young guys where sort of at the moment um, we've probably got, I'm one of the older guys, I'm only 27. Yeah. Uh, we've got a lot of sort of guys between sort of 23 to 25, a few younger than that. But um, well, it has changed. I think the whole AFL environment has changed a lot. I think standards around the whole comp's gone up and um, I think definitely our group, um, you know, we're trying to raise the bar and I feel like we really did that this year, uh, especially. And, um, you know, we've got a really highly sort of motivated driven group. And um, when you fall short, like we did them last year, it only sort of raises those standards. So um, I've seen a fair few of the boys around the last couple of weeks. Everyone's looking, looking fit as, as, as you would hope. And um, I know a lot of guys are sort of itching to sort of get back without a fair bit of time off. So it's always a good time of the year. Sun's out. Yeah. You get hmm. to go get fit before Chrissy and um, we haven't seen each other for a while. So it's always good to catch up. And uh, and you personally, what a, what a season you had and uh, recognised with the highest honour in the sport with the, the Brownlow medal. Uh, now, there, apparently there's a Brownlow medal WhatsApp group. Is there some sort Thank of induction pardon? process? Are you part of that group yet? How does, has there been any uh, that type of uh, correspondence with the other Brownlow medalists in your little clique that you have? Uh, no, there's no Brownlow medal WhatsApp group. Oh. Might not have got the invite yet, but um, I know Diesel, Diesel and Juddy, the Carlton legends, they said you got to win two before you get to our group. So <laughs> right. uh, still, got, still got one to go there to uh, enjoy to join their company. But um, no, nah, maybe next time, uh, next time I'm on the show, guys, I might have <laughs> might have got the invite, but we'll see. Uh, we'll hold you to that, mm. uh, particularly if you have won a second one, we'll find yeah, out. Yeah, and more importantly, particularly if he wants to come back on well, the that's show. That's a very that's nice thought. That's probably a more pivotal question. Well, if we, <laughs> if, we, if we give him the chance to spruik some of the stuff that he's doing away oh, this from... this is tremendous, this. Yeah, what, so, so a lot of people do a lot of stuff, you know, in terms of the development space and, um, you know, kind of, kind of beyond their, um, the, the career in a footy club, um, Patrick. Well, what's the ball magnets thing that you're part of all about? Yeah, so it's basically um, Tommy Mitchell's the main driver, and he sort of asked myself, Lockie and Aaron, to be a part of it a couple of years ago during COVID. But the whole sort of app and the platform is basically to, to help young aspiring athletes, um, you know, show them the sort of skill and knowledge that we've learnt along our career, and um, design sort of drills and insights to help them sort of basically up the skill of their game and get them outdoors with their friends. And um, yeah, we were lucky enough, um, you know, we sort of branched out to the basketball sort of section now. Mm. 
um, Josh Giddy's got on board. So we sort of did a bit of a, a launch today and uh, went to America. Myself and Tommy did a bit of filming with him over there. And um, I think it's just awesome. I, just to, I suppose, just one, to give kids um, the opportunity to, to try and learn and, and pass on what, what we know. But um, to branch out to basketball now, and uh, I know a lot of footy, footy players love their basketball, and I feel like both sports really help each other, um, school development. So still early days, but, um, yeah, the whole goal, I suppose, is just to give um, you know, as many young sort of boy and girl athletes a chance to, to pass on our knowledge and try and help them get to where they want to go. And how does it work? Uh, I see that I think you can only do it because I tried to jump on, on the website and it sort of sends you to the, the, the phone to get the app information. But um, am I reading this correct? Is it correct that it's free? Beg your pardon? Oh, I, I, oh, yeah. it's, apparently it's oh, free. Beg your, beg your pardon? Well, yeah, now the whole idea of it is basically we want to get as many kids um, and sort of teenagers and basically anyone on it as possible. So, um, yeah, you, you go into the store, type in ball, maybe it's on the App Store, and um, you can download it for free and um, all the insights and uh, content drills, sort of um, fitness stuff, um, basically all that. We're going to sort of obviously go into the basketball section now, but um, all this is free and it's all sort of um, we try and give sort of plans and things like that to, to young kids to try and follow throughout the footy season, mm. whether it's in in the pre-season or the or in season or the off-season. So um, yeah, it's sort of we're still sort of playing around with a few things, but um, you know, as the years have gone on, the last two years we've tried to keep sort of uh, tinkering, I suppose, and making it better. And um, yeah, it's getting a bit of traction. And so, it's, um, mm. yeah, no, yeah, it's it's going alright at the moment. And it's not just uh, for the the the, uh, the males as well. We got Erin Phillips on there as well, I believe, and I, I assume that she's AFLW. AFL. I can see as I look at the website here. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so she's uh, she's mastered both sports. That's probably why we branched out to basketball. Yes. She's, uh, she's got us all covered, to be honest. Speaking of the two timers, she's uh, she's won that a couple of times. So now nah, she's a star. She's um, she's got a lot of knowledge, especially um, not only from a, a skill point of view, but just um, you know physical demands of both basketball and footy. Um, she's in as good as condition as I've seen anyone. So, um, yeah, it's always good even for us to learn off her as well. How much has it all changed, Patrick, since you were, say, since you were, a, you know, you got into the kind of pathway stuff over there in WA at, say, 14 or 15, whatever age it was. How different is it um, now in terms of the, the science and the S&C and the awareness of diet and the specific load management load, and the specific way you go about developing the skills required for whatever sport it might be is it even in your time as playing at playing the game has it changed dramatically yeah i think i see sort of 18 year olds come in more ready to play straight away like mm. you see a lot of guys come in and they're you know they're, they're across all that stuff um and i i think there's definitely um there's more information for for guys that age and i think it's still important that um you know, you've got to take footy serious and, um, you know, keep developing different areas of your game. But from a young age, I, I think it's really important to play as many sports as you can and also make sure you enjoy it. Like, I think that's the, the trap sometimes. You, you, want to, you want to make it and take the sport so, so serious. But, um, yeah, like, even for me, I, I still play it because I love it. And I think that's, that's an important message for a lot of young athletes is keep sort of, sort of grinding away and trying to add sort of different elements to, to your game and make sure you enjoy the actual grind of it. And, um, don't take the, the fun enjoyment away from it. And when you think, and you're you're at the absolute top of the the, the caper, as you go through this off season, is there a specific element of your game that you look at and say, you know, I want to get better at this. This next season, I, people are going to notice this 
is it an area where I've improved on? And if it is, what is that area? Oh, there's always ways to get better. I wouldn't say I'm quite at the top of my game yet. Yeah, I don't think until the day you retire, you'll, you'll say it. But um, oh, there's always areas you would think about. I think when you sort of get to sort of my age, you, you want to keep to you know, your 80% of your core, what makes you good. And um, I know for me, it's sort of like that contested clearance work I put a lot of time mm. into. Um, obviously, this time of year, you, you just try and put the load in through your body. And um, I sort of spend this time of year to, from a physical point of view just to try and get strong and fit so I can handle the load throughout the pre-season. But um, oh, there's different elements. I want to um, kick more goals this year. I want to keep sort of developing that element of my game. Um, being a tall mid, I want to sort of keep developing um, my marking and, and be an aerial threat. Um, and then I suppose from a from a high-performance point of view, like there's different ways you can sort of tap into different stuff. And, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff right now, like breath work, um, and things like that that you mm. can sort of take your game to the next level. So I think um, I think it's important to keep, once you you know get to a certain level, you keep your core sort of training stuff, um, make sure you don't sort of tinker too much of that. But then the little 1% here and there, you can sort of give things a try. And if they work for you, you keep going with them. And if they don't, then you just park them aside and try the sort of next sort of thing that you think might help. Mm. So a lot of all of those sorts of tips and um, steers and guides are available to kids who want to, um, you know, find their way to, Hopefully, being better prepared and better skilled well, uh, in this. It's go, not go to exclusive ball, to kids. I don't no, think. Ball, it's a, to ball magnets. Just type in ball magnets, mm. and you'll find it. Whether you go into your app store, is it? I mean, is it available? Is it kind of all ages, Patrick? I mean, if you're a suburban player somewhere, is is there still stuff on the ball magnets app that that would be of uh, benefit and value? Yeah, I can. It could help any anyone. To be honest, yeah. like, there's a lot of. Um, a lot of basic sort of skill development drills in terms of just improving that I still do at the moment um, in terms of my touch and, um, and and things like that with the footy. But then there's a lot of breakdown with insights in terms of like, like today we sort of um, coming to next year, we sort of broke down stoppages and, you know, how to get separation of stoppages, whether you're a small or a tall player. Um, we did a bit of stuff on goal kicking, um, bit inside in terms of corralling to when you're putting pressure on a guy. So for a female, like there's, there's a lot of different elements for sort of breakdowns we're trying to sort of build in and so as the years go um, you know we'll keep trying to add more content and um, yeah just try and upskill as many sort of people we can but it really it, it can range from um, there's drills that it can really you know kids up to from eight I, I suppose and then mm-hmm. um, can really help people up until they're you know finish their footy even the, the super rules and they're running around at 50 you might even be able to get <laughs> that's right. handy that's good to know mate yeah. hey um, yeah. thanks for coming on good luck with it all good luck for yes. the rest of the um, enjoy the rest of the off season whatever you got rest of what you got left of it and mm. uh, all the very best for uh, season 23 mate um, thanks for coming on the show no, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Good well on done, mate. Patrick Cripps. Oh, hello. I thought there was a sweeper. Oh, oh, well done. There's a play on coming. Right, eight, the top five. We've done it. We've settled. So uh, thanks, even Mike in Rouse Hill, who sent through a beautifully framed and um, worked out text. Appreciate it all. But here it is. The top five Socceroos of all time, according to you and us here at mm. the Run Home Together, in no particular order. So it's not ranked. It's just in the, the group. The of top five. five, and you can work out which five, which however you want to. Maybe we do that tomorrow. Tim Kale, number one for mine. Mark Schwarzer, solid. Johnny Warren, can't comment because it, I the, didn't the see far, a lot the, of his action. Johnny Warren, mate. Yeah, I know he's a superstar, legend of the game. John Cosmina, hmm. and Milay Yedinak. Frankie Farina did Milay Yedinak. There it is. Kale. Nice. Schwarzer. Warren. Cosmina. Yedinak. Mm. 
We will put that up at sen.com.au and you can comment to your heart's content. Mm-hmm. Apologies to all the others. Honourable mentions there, any? Oh, many. Right. Too many. Marco Bresciano, mm. Harry Kuehl, Paul Way, Damian Murray, Mark Ned Baduka. Zelich, Mark Bosnich, Paducah, the V-Bomber. Apologies to all of them. Sports Day next.